Hello friends, Steve here. Many of you will know that I am a semi-professional Dungeons & Dragons player. I appear regularly on Chaotic, Adequate and Live, Laugh, Lovecraft. But um, I think Dungeons & Dragons has gone a bit wrong in that everybody's very focused on, on level progression, on like grinding experience points and improving their characters. And I think computer games have really damaged roleplay in this respect. So I thought to myself, what if we had a game of Dungeons & Dragons where you can't ever get better? And that led to the idea for Squishy Goblins, a very special Dungeons & Dragons uh, session. Uh, it'll be coming in three or four podcasts, depending on how tired I get whilst editing it. Conceptual mind fuckery. If no one knows and no one cares, that's the only way you can get away with anything in this world. Hello friends, uh, welcome to a Dungeons and Dragons experiment called uh, Squishy Goblins. I'm your Dungeon Master for the day. My name is Steve Cross, you can hear me on the world famous Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Chaotic Adequate, and the not yet out Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Love Laugh live long and lovecraft um on the subject of which sam would you like to say hi to anyone who might listen to this in the future hello friends i'm sam uh and yeah similarly you can hear me on loving living long and loving crafts uh which is a cross stitch and dungeons and dragons podcast um yeah you know I, I invented cross stitch so i, I hear that. so i hear yeah. um but yeah and, and i i master some dungeons and people there but yeah that's what i do amazing mm. And Kat, hello, who are you? Hello, I'm Katrina, but everybody can call me Kat. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm here to be a squishy goblin. Now let's fly over and find out who Faz is. Hi, I'm Faz, and I'm here to play Dungeons & Dragons. I've done, play, I've, I think you, you recorded the first time I played Dungeons & Dragons on Chaotic Adequate uh, on Two yes. Other Adventures. So hopefully... I've... Uh, you, you played Captain Bad Assface. Yes, that's right. Captain Bad Assface. Bad ass face, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're right. That's exactly his name. Our adventure begins as follows. You all snap awake. You are a thousand feet in the air and falling. Go. Shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> and, okay, right. So, uh, oh, oh, Lord. Cedric, the doorman, please accompany us into the next laugh. Uh, this is not a plan, uh, actually. I'm just see... praying, but does any of you have a plan? Uh, do we see no, in which no, no, direction no, we're falling? Um, what you can see below you is a kind of, it's a weird amorphous kind of brown and green thing. It looks like it might be a very small island, and that is surrounded by sea, and you are falling towards the middle of the island. Oh, you can't make look... out much more details yet because you're still a fair distance away. Uh, I would like to mock the mark. island. <laughs> Are you going to use vicious mockery on an island? Yes. <laughs> I point to the island. I go, loser. Uh, the island has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. We'll take 1d4. Uh, oh, no, it can't hear you. The target can't hear you. It's too oh. far away, I'm afraid. Nice, nice. Oh, wow, I mean, it would have I'm taken surprised. 1d4 psychic damage, which could have done terrible damage to an, what <laughs> appears to be an island. Would anyone like to take any other actions this round? I think... Um, I mean, I'd round. like to give uh, 
guidance for her to hold hold an action to mock the island when we get near in range. Yeah. Okay, good. When you get in range, she will automatically mock the island. Yes. I'm just gonna just gonna hang out until we fall a bit closer, see what's going okay, on. Okay, brilliant. That's that's the end of one round. You're now 500 feet in the air and falling fast. I feel that's still out of range. Um, Katerina, you mock the island viciously. Uh, yeah. The island fails its saving throw rather predictably, and. Um, would you like to roll a d4 to find out how much psychic yeah. damage you did to the island? Four! Maximum damage! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, the island now has, I don't know, 10,000 hit points minus four. It's an island. Um, brilliant. Anyone else want to do anything? That's, uh, that's Katarina's action for this round. I should say, as you keep falling, you notice that the island doesn't seem to be an island. It's a really kind of... It's made up of many, many smaller things. And in the middle of the island, you can see what appear to be a, a three large kind of rods of wood sticking up with sideways rods of wood across them. It's all in the middle of this. And then as you get closer, you realise the what you thought was an island is actually a pile of thousands and thousands of dead goblins. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would like to mock the dead goblins. I'd like to say, you're not even an island. Okay, they take... <laughs> well, they, they obviously they can't make a wisdom saving throw due to being already dead. Um, and then they, their corpses all take four psychic damage, which transfers to their souls, uh, which are all immediately ripped out of heaven and sent to hell. You have just condemned thousands of your kin to an eternity of suffering. Great use I, of vicious micro. I, I squint and I look. I oh, hope it's a cantrip. You haven't yeah. burned all your spell slots. It is a cantrip. Faz, do you want to take any actions this round? Oh, yeah, no, I... Um, I let me think. What, what... Do you want to level up and get the spell fly? Because it's a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you let me level up, then yes, definitely. But... No. Okay, then in that case, I... You haven't done anything. What yeah. do you want XP for? For <laughs> saying the word guidance? You don't get XP for that. <laughs> don't worry, friends, you will be all right, by the way. Okay, in that case... In I... case you're like, this is, a short, this is a short game based around a logic <laughs> problem we don't understand. Yeah, okay, I'm going to prepare Spare the Dying for when I hit. So... Okay, good. How many hit points do you have, Faz? Oh, I have ten. They're all going, but... <laughs> this round ends, and you all crash at full D&D falling speed into a massive pile of dead goblins. And you each take 20d6 damage. So, Faz, uh, you've taken 75 damage. Spare the dying your way out of that. Uh, Katerina, you've taken 73 damage. And Sam, lucky, with only 60 damage. Very nice. Um, you are each uh, converted to... Just a mess of bits of broken goblin that uh, splatter across the bits of the goblin. There is darkness and there is peace. And then there is light again. The three of you wake up fine with all of your hit points back, all any spell slots you've used back. You feel great. Oh, thank God. And uh, figure walks over at what is now a pile of dead goblins, a human figure in uh, completely clothed in um, what could be seen like a boiler suit with a hood, essentially, in red, because he knew he was going to get a lot of blood splattered all over him. Uh, he walks over to you, pulls up his hood, and he looks down at you. He goes, are you three, are you three okay? 
Well, I was okay, and then I've seen all these dead bodies, and now there is a tall person. And the implication here is that you may have played some role in, frankly, the decimation of our race. So, no, I'm not okay. That was boring. Can you all do a perception check for me? I rolled a 13. 8. 21. So, Faz and Sam, as you look around, you notice that all of the dead bits of goblin spread around seem to be the same size as the three of you, the same skin colours as the three of you, wearing you pretty much the same outfits with a few tiny variations of, you know, detailing and style. If you see a head, you notice that it has a very similar face to one of the three of you. Does this mean I take, like, vicious mockery damage? The hooded, fi the hooded figure says, uh, to those of you who haven't spoken, Sam has spoken. He turns to the other two and he goes, he, he clicks his fingers in your face. He goes, hello, hello, are you there? Are you there? Are you okay? Uh, wait. I'm, I'm fine. I Hold guess. on a second. This one might be all right. I'm not sure if he's defective or not. You, come on. Are you with us? You're defective, vicious mockery. Oh, good. Boiler guy. <laughs> Feisty. We like... This is a very powerful wizard you're dealing with here. He just counterspells you instantly. Because he's got that many spell slots, he'll burn them on resisting cantrips. Um, Faz, uh, what were you going to say? I guess I'm, I'm a lot less flat than I expected. Perfect. He says, OK, well, marvellous news. Turns around, Captain, I think we've got three that work. We can set sail. He turns to the three of you. Um, as, he start, as he starts talking to you, the ship's... Because it's a ship in the middle of this dead pile of goblins. The ship's sails unfurl. And the ship starts to sail out, leaving this pile of goblins, which slowly slips sideways and sinks into the ocean, polluting that area for hundreds of years. But after those hundreds of years of the rotting have finished, creating an incredible reef... <laughs> made entirely of goblin bones. Um, and he took the, the hooded... The, he was hooded, he's pulled his hood back, and he says to the three of you, uh, I have a proposition for you all, and the basics of the proposition is this. How would you like to live forever? I mean, not quite forever, eventually you'll wear down, but to live many hundreds of goblin lifetimes within this world. Does this sound appealing? Because literally, it's all I have to offer. If this doesn't sound appealing, we'll have to get some different goblins. Apparently, sounds, sounds delightful, really. Yeah. I'm not feeling like we have a choice, but it's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are, you are one of the clever goblins, <laughs> I can tell. Is this more like a legendary thing, Fantastic. like metaphor, or are we actually going to live forever? Well... It won't quite be forever, but if my calculations are correct, it should be possible for you to live hundreds of goblin lifetimes until your souls themselves become so tired that they seek eternal rest. Your bodies should maintain you for as long as you like. But in return for this great gift, my friends and I need, I want to say a favor, but you might call it a quest. Will you come and join me? Below the main deck of the ship, on the poop deck, which is the only other bit of a ship that Steve knows, will you come and join me in the poop deck where we can have a little lunch and uh, talk things over? 
just to clarify, this ain't a euphemism, the thing that I heard of. Like, I'm not going to be saying I'm not okay with it, but, you know, I just want to be clear. What's your name, friend? My name is Yarek. Yarek Hawkhead. <laughs> okay. He turns to the other two of you and says, what are your names? As he says this, two um, figures entirely also in red overalls come out from below decks holding brooms and just start brushing bits of dead goblin off the deck and into the sea. <laughs> Like, the, the ship is, it's pretty well camouflaged with goblin ichor. Like, red and brown and black is just splattered everywhere. But, you know, they're not going to be able to clean that off till they've got the full facilities of a port. Um, well, I, I'm not actually really comfortable telling you my name. Um, similarly, okay, well, let me let me under the deck. Um, let, I'm naturally distrustful of people taller than me. It's a... Psychological condition, really. He says to you, would this help? Snaps his fingers and instantly becomes a goblin. Yes, I am. I feel somewhat more comfortable. Would you feel more comfortable if I spoke to you in my human voice? Or would you like me to adopt a goblin tone? Um, can we try both and then we can decide? I'll flip between as I go along. Right, what I want you to do is all come down into the lower deck where we have a wonderful repast prepared for whoever survived. And it was you! Um, all the important parts of that, that sentence were said in a way that frankly made me feel thoroughly reassured. Yeah, I don't know, I'll come. Free food, free food! What I'm saying is, uh... <laughs> Come and join me for lunch, and let's talk about how you can achieve eternal life, and not in a weird religious way. Not that I have anything against religious goblins, he says, looking at Faz. Not that I have anything against religious goblins, but not, not in a religious way. In an absolutely, fundamentally, based on magic way. Oh, sounds pretty, pretty wonderful, really. Yeah. Especially a bit about free food. Come downstairs, then. Waddle, waddle. Yeah. Okay, um, if, can I make an athletic check to be the first person of the food? Natural one! I fall <laughs> Yay! You slip on what you realise as you stand on it is your own liver. <laughs> oh. Crack your face. You crack your face on the floor of the ship and Faz, you die. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is darkness and there is peace and then you reawaken in exactly the same space you feel great eternal life of the body Faz, by the way you also don't remember anything that happened since the beginning of the game <laughs> so you now don't know who these two goblins are next to you you don't know why the ship is covered in what appears to be mashed bits of goblin and there is a hooded he's taken his hood down but what a tiny goblin in all red covered in goblin blood beckoning you to lunch are you my dad? Right, so this is one of the side effects. I was going to tell you about this over lunch, but... Um, Maybe we should do it now. You can uh, die and come back to life, but every time you come back to life, you will forget everything that has happened before. And you'll need someone to explain it to you, so I'll explain it. Because you remember your name, don't you? What's your name? Yarek Harkad. 
perfect. You remember your silly voice as well. And um, <laughs> these two, these two goblins are your friends. Uh, the three of you have agreed to take on an extremely important magical quest in return for the gift of eternal life, which you yourself have just demonstrated by slipping on your liver and smashing your head so hard that you died. But then you came back to life. Yeah, this is one of the side effects. I, I, I meant to tell you about them Ooh. over lunch. <laughs> I know that if I said free food, free food, free food, you would come along and do... Whatever it was I was suggesting. You move downstairs uh, into the poop deck, the only other bit of the ship that I know, and laid out on a table, there is nothing. But the small goblin, all in red, turns to you and says, Goblin friends, what are your, what, what your favourite foods? Let's sort out some foods for you. I'd like a kebab. From just after midnight, you know, the really awful kind. Okay, so you want the dirtiest Turkish style, Greek style, just marinated, cooked mystery meat surrounded from, by bread and limp salad. Yeah, from a place that sells not only a kebab, but fish and chips and pizza. So, you know, they really put so much effort in. He snaps his fingers and three of those appear. Two of them mystery me and one halloumi in case you've decided to go on a health kick. And the rest of you, what are your favourite foods? Pancakes! Thanks for making me do this voice, Sam. Pancakes? Yeah. He snaps his finger, a stack of crepes appears, a stack of scotch pancakes appears, a stack of American pancakes with a single blueberry and maple syrup on top appears, and a human figure dressed in black tie appears with a pan and a small heater, a small magical fire underneath, and they start flaming Grand Marnier and orange uh, over some, in order to make you crepe Suzette. Yeah. Pick the kind of pancake you like the most. I grab all of them and I mix them like a car, playing cards, wow. so I can eat them all together. Yeah. Incredible! Do you want to give me? Do you want to give me a quick acrobatics check for that one? Yeah, ten. No, fifteen. The stack that you make is st is lovely and stable. You manage to put it together with such dexterity that you have a stack of it and you can like scrape your big front goblin teeth down, <laughs> like cutting the meat off a doner kebab thing, <laughs> and you can take like pancake strips all the way down it. <laughs> With different layers of cream and jam and maple syrup and stuff all the way through. And, uh, like, you don't need me to tell you this. It's the best food you've ever had. And you, friend, he says, pointing at Sam. What's your, um, what's your favourite food? Um, well, I hate to be difficult, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of eating meat. So, um, just a, a side salad will do. A salad appears that is as large as one side of you. It's three foot long. <laughs> Uh, spread along the table because he didn't quite understand what you meant so he just went for the nearest side the one that was most relevant to you before we begin friends I need you all to hold out your hands and tell me your names you like you hold out your hands Faz's hands are obviously covered in grease and yoghurt dip and chilli Kat's hands are covered in just crumbs and syrup and um, Sam's hands are covered in Thinly sliced fennel, I don't know. Can you tell me all of your names? My name is Yara Cockhead. Amazing. Snuffle fingers. Perfect. I'm Lincoln Pop. Magically burned into your hands, each of you, your right hand says, My name is, and then your name. And your other hand says, My friends are, and then the other two characters' names. Because mechanically, you might need that. 
Like total party kill, we can't do, but total party amnesia is a major problem. <laughs> so on your hands, it just says your name and it says my friends are and the other two. So you've like, think Memento, right? You're whoever it was, Keanu Reeves in Memento, I don't know. John G has murdered your wife or whatever it is. Um, okay, good. I look at my so hands. he serves up the food and he says to you... And I go, oh yeah, words, yeah. I understand. Your hands smell amazing, by the way, because as the magical laser etched it in, uh, some of the syrup burned off and just the smell is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Faz's hands smell like the bottom of a deep fryer that's been cleaned. <laughs> Why hast thou cursed me? He says to all of you, um, as you can see, friends, my associates and I are very powerful in magic. But there is a new threat to magic in this world. And you have been summoned here to help us put an end to this threat to magic that is called science. Oh, no. I don't like the sound of it. As you've been able to see, my magic allows me to summon anything from anywhere. And yet where there is a lot of science... We find the magic cannot penetrate and it is undermining our powers. Wherever there is a lot of science, magic is driven away. You can imagine a world where there was loads of science and no magic left at all and everyone was miserable and locked in their houses and with no joy or imagination at all anywhere just because they had so much science. The killer of magic. Because we mighty wizards can't go and fight the science ourselves. We have summoned you, the squishy goblins, <laughs> to your team name, <laughs> to go and rid the world of this science. I'm going to stop doing the voice. He turns back into a human. He's like, <laughs> no, right, you, should, you should all have full stomachs now. Sam, he casts my major illusion so that you think he looks like a goblin. Um, Wait, you're not, you're not a goblin? What the hell? No. Why in the Sam have you got um, here? Friend, remember I said to you I'm mighty in magic. Maybe I am a goblin appearing to you as a human just so that I don't have to do the voice. Maybe I am an elf. Maybe I'm a projection of a fifth dimensional being. What matters to you is that I offer you eternal life. And all you have to do for me is rid this world of the evils of science. I, I just want to ask a question. So you say Please, you can't use magic. question away. There's plenty more goblins where you came from. You can't use magic. Now, it's okay for me. I don't, I don't specialise in any form of magic. Um, my friend here, now either very nasty laugh or there's some magic going on there. Will that be a problem when we face science? We have done some experiments with this. We have sent people there before, and it seems that weak magic, the kind of magic that a level one goblin might cast, whatever a level one is, doesn't exist in the world, <laughs> is fine. Science doesn't prevent that. But science prevents people like myself, great mages, you know. You can still do a little bit of singing, make things sparkle or whatever it is bards do and um, that seems to operate fine but uh, more serious magics the magics of war are blocked by science 
So okay. this is the quest we have for you. And um, just to explain how you came to be here, we're going to use science's weapons against itself because the coming of science to this land created infinite parallel universes of this land. You know, of course, that traditionally we think of the, the realm of the living, the, the hells of the dead, the plains of the elementals. But the coming of science brought an infinite number of those sets of things. And we have been casting, my powerful mage friends and I, as he says that, there's a splash, there's a particularly large chunk of goblin torso goes off the side. My mage friends and I have been summoning goblins from different parallel universes, trying to find the parallel universe where, by pure chance, our world's sun would give those goblins eternal life. As you can see, we summoned <laughs> goblins from many, many parallel universes before we found you, but it seems to us that this strange magical combination means that you, you do always return to life, albeit with your brain wiped, uh, every time your body is killed. So you will be the champions of magic summoned here by magic from the worlds of science to destroy science in this land forever to reclose the portals so that we can't summon any more of you and you will live forever in this land the mightiest goblins the world has ever seen theoretically do you not think it'd be better to have a lot of goblins that don't live forever as well as us rather than just us I feel like science is a bit of a big problem. It's quite hard to get yeah. your head around the scale of it. Um, and I was thinking there's a lot we of did. dead goblins. There might be more alive ones, unless you run out. It's possible, of course. We, we did think of this. Um, but let me explain some maths to you, young goblin. Each of the three of you can die thousands of thousands of times, which mm. means that effectively you are an army of three multiplied by thousands and thousands of goblins. Yeah. It takes great energy to pull beings from other universes. Um, three was the most that we could justify in the current budget. Um, we thought about one, but then, of course, the amnesia problem would mean that they would immediately forget their mission, constantly on a mission, and we're hoping a pair and a spare, i.e. three of you, is enough that at least somebody will be able to tell the other two what is going on. Which, by the way, mechanically, you can do as a bonus action in one round, so that okay. we don't spend our whole lives having to play that out. <laughs> I'll give you the mechanics of the game slowly, but uh, yeah, if you um, one bonus, <clears throat> so it's yeah, it's one. If you still remember what's going on, it's one bonus action to explain enough of it to one or two goblins that they get back on board and keep playing the mission. Unless you decide to roleplay it differently. That's up to you entirely. Mechanically, I'm not going to make you spend five minutes every. No, there was a ship. And <laughs> there are across the world a number of places where the humans, of course, it's the humans, Always. the most dreary, magicless, soulless beings of all, are attempting to harness different forms of science. We are currently sailing towards one of the centers for their sciencing. There's not a lot of words around science. It's quite new. It's very secretive. And we are going to ask the three of you. Obviously, we can't get within 
three hundred, a thousand feet, three hundred meters ish, of uh, the place where it's happening on a tiny, tiny peninsula. But we are going to unleash the three of you in order to bring down the science. Now we don't have much of a plan. The reason being that it would take you more than a bonus action to explain it to the other goblins. Uh, it can't be really complicated. All we have for you is we hear that on this peninsula, humans are developing something called gunpowder. It's uh, some sort of experimental thing, but gunpowder somehow prevents magic in its area and... Um, we're not quite sure what gunpowder is used for or even the pronunciation that humans use for it. So we are going to ask you to prevent and destroy the centre that is developing gunpowder. Are you ready for this mission and for the eternal life that you will receive as part of it? Do we not already have the eternal life? Isn't that like the whole reason why we've been recruited? You have the eternal life provided I don't snap my fingers and send you back to the dimension you came from, maybe a thousand feet above the ocean. Ah. But if... Okay. Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> one, one question, though, just quickly. Um, do we know what a human is? You retain basic knowledge of life. They existed in your world. You have amnesia of what's been going on. You don't have amnesia of, like, how to talk or walk or basic races or you know what <laughs> spells you've got or how to write or any of those sorts of things you've got what could be loosely called movie amnesia oh. that affects nothing major but is very specific to the plot so again think cool. memento <laughs> he still knows how to drive but he oh. can't remember where he's driven to <laughs> um i was just thinking you said 300 feet away from a peninsula are you going to drop us off on land what do we have to swim? This is the... Well, we, we, we're going to ask you to make the decision. There are, there are three approaches oh, wow. to the peninsula. We can send a small boat with you, land you on a beach, and you can make your way that way. We can sail around the peninsula, drop you off on the trail that leads to the peninsula, and you can approach by land. Or, as you know, we can uh, send you in by air. There's three of us, there's three approaches. I vote we each go on. No, don't fucking split apart. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to approach by land, by sea, or, and I hope you've got some sort of plan for how you're going to deal with the obvious by air. You know, air is the most awesome way to go in. I vote air. I have no as long clue. as we can write a note about what's going on, because obviously we have a die. We can't explain. Can any it of you write? Um, uh, I can't I, even I can breathe. <laughs> That's oh, a proper yeah, goblin. Goblins shouldn't have high int. It should be illegal to have a high int goblin. Right. Um, so discuss amongst yourselves. Decide how you're going to do. Do you want land, air, or sea? And how are you going to plan round it if you're going air? I would suggest pictograms depicting. We kill everything we get on the island, except p things that look like us. So pictogram with big ears equals not kill. Pictogram without big ears equals kill. Do y'all know what a pictogram is? No, what's a pictogram? No. I kill myself. I mean, I, um, I believe it's been established that my colleagues can't read. So pic pictures. Only one of you needs to be able to read. You read it to them, don't you? Um, 
So, while he's drawing, I was just having a think. Um, if we drop it from there, we're going to die anyway. My thinking was, um, if we could maybe tie some bags of rocks to ourselves, <laughs> and as we go, cut them loose, like an airstrike, really. Just an effective way to clear the area, so we have time to adjust to our surroundings once we've landed. Maybe set fire to us as well. Um, could be fun. The powerful mage says, oh, obviously... We can uh, help you in any way you want. You know, if you if you want rocks, we can give you rocks. If you want rocks on fire, we can give you rocks on fire. We can't give you anything magical. We can't cast a fireball down with you. We'd have to... Looks clear to me! <laughs> that's, that's what we're going with. So if you're listening to this in audio form, Faz has drawn a stick figure and a skull point, uh, with an arrow pointing at the stick figure and a stick figure with large ears like a goblin and an arrow pointing at that with a skull. The skull is crossed out, suggesting that goblins don't have skulls. You don't throw skulls at them, or we'll find out how these characters interpret the pictograms. So have you decided you're going... Oh, sorry, back in character. Have you decided you are? Uh, you would like to take the air route? Yeah! I, also, I agree with my colleagues. And um, is there anything that you would like us to provide to help you going in by the air route. Rocks. Yeah. Bags full of rocks. Power. Hundreds of them, <laughs> as many as I can count. Give me yeah. an idea of how many rocks you want. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm falling anyway. I'm going to hit terminal velocity. Um, I yeah, know, you are. 60 bags of rocks. If you give me a thousand feet, I can probably <laughs> get them out of the bags. They'll hit terminal velocity too. It's pure chaos. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> can I have the same okay. but on fire? Yes. Nico is desperately um, trying to count. Katarina, on would your character fingers. like to be dropped? They're counting on their fingers. How many? Sixty, but they lose count after four, and they don't know how to proceed after that. And go four. Faz, um, you did say parachutes at one point. You sure you don't want a parachute? <laughs> oh, parachute. Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll take a parachute. Okay, good. So the other two of you are going to drop with rocks. Yeah. Faz is going to drop with a parachute with flaming rocks. Do you still want yes. the flaming rocks, Faz? I've got my heart set on those flaming rocks. I really feel that they're really important. Okay. Weapons as well, probably useful. Because right now, I'm just, I'm just wearing rocks. clothes. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. What kind of what 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 uh sorry mage voice. What uh, what kind of weapons would you like us to provide? Can I have a really big stick? Just a really yes. yeah. A half staff. It's like a quarter staff, double length. Pole vaulters use them. Ooh. No, we'll give you a quarter staff. You're only a goblin. Even a quarter staff is almost <laughs> as big as you. Yeah. A half staff. Imagine the size of a staff. You'd have to worry about getting struck by lightning all the time. And uh, Nico, I would like uh, something to hit people from a distance. More rocks. And I would like an air horn. An air horn. And another musical instrument. Air horn sounds to me like a scientific yeah. device. And you know, my people cannot possibly work. And we can't give you a magical one because it wouldn't work. So no air horn. But you can have something for hitting people from a distance. And he hands you a slingshot. Seems more goblin-y. I mean, yeah. you can have a short bow if you want one instead. Have whatever's on your character sheet, friends. Okay, he says, it sounds like we're all prepared. Uh, it's important to us that this happens quickly and that science is rid from the world. Let's go. He snaps his fingers. 
as you know, the anti-magic field uh, of the science extends a thousand feet. So you are one thousand and one feet in the air above a peninsula. Um, Sam, you are surrounded by sixty bags of rocks. Your goblin arms are so short you can't reach any of them, but you will all be falling together, and it will be beautiful. Faz, you are surrounded by sixty bags of rocks. The bags are on fire. Obviously, the rocks aren't. The fires go out immediately because there's massive amounts of air rushing past them. You also have a parachute strapped to your back. Feel free to pull the cord at any time. Katerina, you have also appeared in the air with four bags of rocks around you. You can't reach them. And in fact, they're just clashing into Sam's bags of rocks and Faz's bags of rocks. And essentially what is going down is a sphere of rocks with the three of you somewhere in the middle of it. Unless Faz pulls I mean, his parachute. I'm you look down through all of the rocks... <laughs> you can see a small peninsula. You can see the sea wrapping around a long, thin area of land. There appears to be a built-up area in the middle of Sam's face. And um, below that, a beach. And above it, small woods. And you are heading down towards the small woods at great speed. Uh, would anyone like to do anything? Squishy Goblins was and will be brought to you by me, Steve Cross. Uh, I did all the editing and the production and all that sort of thing. It starred Fazalam and Samukai and Katerina Pache. Um, do join us for more episodes mixed in with all the other stuff that we'll be doing. See you next time. <laughs>